Shalom, greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Swigerty with podcast number three in the present future. Prophecy in motion. We're seeing, when I say prophecy in motion, I am expressing a reality that's before us every day. Every day we live right now, we are seeing the Word of God fulfilled before our very eyes. Therefore, I call it prophecy in motion. We are living examples of the prophecy coming to pass all around us. As I was wrapping up the second podcast, I was mentioning the third horse of the apocalypse in chapter 6 of Revelation. That third horse... uh, is the black horse that represents famine. Now, on that black horse, there was a rider with a pair of balances in his hand. That indicates that he is a preserver of food, sort of like Joseph uh, in the book of Genesis, when in Egypt he was able to Uh, interpret the dream that Pharaoh had and said there's going to be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. And my suggestion to you, Pharaoh, is to, while, while there is time to preserve food during the seven years of plenty, we need to store that so that during the seven years of famine, there will be enough food to sustain the people. And because of that wisdom, Pharaoh put him in charge of that. He became uh, second only to Pharaoh in the Egyptian uh, uh, country because of that wisdom. But this time around, there's not going to be enough preserving to get people through. The black horse represents a very bad time in the world history. Uh, the rider with those balances is saying a measure of barley for a penny, a measure of wheat. He's talking about the expense of purchasing food for whatever food is left. And as you and I realize firsthand, here in the last two months, we have seen even the most prominent grocery stores having shelves that were cleaned out. They were not restocked the way we are accustomed to because there was hoarding of different items. Who in the world would have ever thought we'd live to see a day when would, when people would put such value on a package of toilet tissue? But folks, that's only a prelude as to what is to come. God does not intend his people to go through that famine. It's called the catching away. But you say, how can this kind of famine be? Well, our farmers are struggling to produce enough food to take care of the needs of the people. Uh, The world is in danger of running out of food, we're told, by the news that we read every week. But I want to share something with you that I received 
only yesterday. This podcast is on June the 10th I'm doing right now of 2020. Yesterday, the news on June 9th, 2020, I received it at 4.54 p.m. from Israel. And the headline says, Locusts, Swarms, cover 13 countries, expected to be 8,000 times larger than last year. Now, in the book of Exodus, chapter 10, verse 14, one of the plagues that Egypt dealt with before Pharaoh would let the Hebrew nation come out of his country as slaves, the scripture says the locusts invaded all the land of Egypt and settled within all the territory of Egypt in a thick mass. Never never before had there been so many, nor will there ever be so many again. That's in Exodus chapter 10, verse 14. However, the picture that accompanied this article yesterday shows the sky almost blackened completely with locusts. And the article says the swarm of locusts that covered Africa last year returned this year pushing several nations into a food crisis. But just like pre-Exodus Egypt suffered waves of plagues that left the land barren, unseasonable rains generated an extra and unexpected generation of grasshoppers that experts believe could be 8,000 times larger than what have already been seen. The official issues warning that the current wave of locusts has been swarming over parts of Africa, Asia, and the Middle East since last December and will probably continue for the rest of this year. According to a new report from the International Rescue Committee, a new round of locusts are hatching that could result in swarms that are 8,000 times larger than swarms earlier this year. This current mega swarm, the worst in many decades, originated in Yemen, but now threatens 13 countries, including Kenya, Ethiopia, Somalia, Sudan, India, Uganda, Pakistan, and southern Iran. The infestation threatens the food security of some 40 million people, many of whom are already in danger of starvation. Somali, which is expected to be the hardest hit, could see 50 to 70% losses of their farm crops. The country's farms and pastures were previously hit by drought in 2017 and 2019, followed by flooding. In Kenya, at least 173,000 acres of land were infested in January with the locusts making the country's worst locust event in 70 years. The Food and Agricultural Organization's uh, Senior Locust Forecasting Office said a 37-mile-long and 24-mile-wide swarm of locusts was spotted in northern Kenya that month. The World Bank estimated that an unaccounted outbreak could result in damages of losses of up to $8.5 billion by the end of this year. Ethiopia is expected to be the worst hit. 
Now, that's what we're reading in the news today. And let me just say that the third seal being opened after the church is called out of the world, the rider comes in on a black horse, and he has a pair of balances, and he's declaring the price of a loaf of bread. According to the Scripture, and I have no pleasure in saying this, but according to the Scripture, the world is going to face the most severe fad, famine that mankind has ever imagined or ever participated in. There's no way that we can hoard enough food, put enough aside, buy enough food to last through periods like that. Men will kill for a loaf of bread. You think we saw people fighting over tissue paper and how horrible that was? We can't imagine what will happen when a man will go to the store to get a loaf of bread to feed his family. There might be 20 or 30 other people wanting that same loaf of bread. That's chaos on a whole new level that we cannot understand in the natural. But the scripture says that it will happen. Therefore, God's word is true no matter what kind of spin man puts on it. And you might say, Pastor, how can you believe those things? How can you say that that's ever going to happen? We've heard that all our lives. Well, the disciples were asking Jesus a question similar to that in Matthew chapter 24. They said, Lord, when are these things going to happen? And that's when he said to them, I don't know, even the angels in heaven don't know, only my Father is the only one that knows. But then that's when he gave them the example of the fig tree blossoming, which was Israel. They became a nation, May 14, 1948. The fig tree blossomed. And as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, that Israel right now, just a few weeks past, May the 14th of 2020, celebrated their 72nd birthday. Therefore, they are in that 70 to 80 year cycle of a generation. And Jesus said to the disciples, the generation that sees these things begin to happen and the fig tree blossom will be the generation that sees the return of the Lord because God has already etched that in eternity. And he said during that time, nation would rise against nation. Nations will fight for food. He said kingdom will come against kingdom and there'll be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places, many places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver some of you up to be afflicted and shall uh, kill some of you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Just recently, the Spirit of the Lord highlighted that word hated or hate to me. And the scripture declares that like the Jews were hated for centuries and how over six million were exterminated in Europe in concentration camps because evil men thought they could rid the world of an entire ethnic group of people. That's unimaginable hatred. But Jesus said in these last days that men will begin to hate the believers. 
He said families would turn against one another. Brothers would hate one another. Some will kill others. And he said many would be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets will rise up and iniquity will abound. Now the word iniquity, you know, we know sin as sinners commit sin. But the word iniquity is used for believers who begin to sin. They believe, but yet they're sinning. It's called their iniquities. And he said iniquity would abound. Many people do things today that as believers they wouldn't have done five or ten years ago. But now we've, we've, we have been instructed to embrace these things, and we see that happening. It's a, it's a, it's a pitiful religion that claims to be man's religion when man can change the laws. Well, the laws are etched in the Word of God, and God said these are the laws that can't be broken. Adultery, murder, fornication, etc. You know, a marriage for one man and one woman. Men can't change the laws. When it comes to same-sex or sexual orientation, that was determined by God. He said, he said that there would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, and they would burn in their lust one for another. We're seeing those days unfolding before our eyes. And that's why I say it's prophecy in motion. But we're seeing the third horse declaring that there's a famine in the land. And now the fourth seal is about to be opened. This is the pale horse, which is death. And the rider on him carries a sword to bring about death. And death and hell will be followed by the sword. These are, these are warnings for believers because we don't want to participate in that. And the only way you can escape it is by having your sins covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus, having your name written down in heaven and being prepared to be caught out of this world instantaneously. So I encourage you to examine your heart be quick to confess your sins. Be quick to receive the Lord's forgiveness. And above all, do not live in fear. God did not give us these warnings that we should live in fear. Only godly reverential fear that we might repent and be prepared to be caught out of this world before these evils begin to unfold. Until the next time, may God bless you, be safe in him, and worship and rejoice that your name is written down in heaven. God bless.